0: Here and um, here's what we're doing. We're going to be starting a podcast uh, based on my musings of the world around you, and this is episode number one. Then a few test trials of this. We're doing another test trial right now, and if this test trial works, it's going to go on the air on my uh, SoundCloud page. So, um, the whole idea of this uh, podcast is that it's going to be from the road a bit of a drive to work every day and I'm bored out of my gourd to and from work it's a long drive it's boring uh, it's not very exciting I mean I can listen to music I can do whatever on each way but uh, it's a long commute and um, so I've decided to start this podcast called From the Road uh, to talk about my trip to and from and what I'm thinking about that day Hopefully the frequency of this will not be too much uh, but enough to keep me from uh, losing my uh, mar- my marbles so uh, what do I want to talk about well I want to talk about the, t- the state of corporation today um, I don't know if I'm going to tackle everything within this uh, 25 minutes or not but I will try my darndest and uh basically what I, what I'm talking about here today is uh, my stance on uh, incorporating and uh, what happens to the people that are within that corporation uh, at, at the different levels so currently myself I am working for the man um, as I'm sure most of you are uh, most of us work for a company and most of us are not. Uh, The running the company. Uh, My wife herself, she runs her own company and she is the uh, sole employee, so in all respects she is the CEO, the president, the employee, the whole nine yards and she entirely enjoys working for herself. Um, I'm envious of her position and I think it's freaking awesome uh, what she's doing and uh, the freedom she gets from it is uh, it's invigorating. I, myself, I work for the man. And uh, I have actually written uh, quite a few songs about working for the man. Uh. <laughs> and so has Rush in a song called Working Man. Which if I had the rights, I would play at the, during this podcast at this exact moment. But I will probably end up playing my anti-corporation song at the end of it called Sirius so throughout my career I have worked for the man and throughout my career I have made several attempts at cra- carving a path for myself and trying to maintain my identity and maintain my individuality within the corporation now you can achieve different levels of success doing this Uh, and there are different levels of what success can mean personally for me as I started out as a young buck I was uh, lucky enough to be trained in the industry I'm in I won't go into what industry it is because it's irrelevant, this is more of a philosophical uh, take on it so when I started out I was trained Uh, from the ground up from a couple of seasoned professionals uh, that had uh, a lot of experience with what they did and they had formed their own company because they had been tired of working for the man and they decided they wanted to start their own company so they weren't beholden to working for the man and doing things their own way and, and that's that So I worked for these two gentlemen, um, and they showed me the ropes. And it was uh, an invigorating time. It was phenomenal. It was a pure learning platform. Uh, It was akin to actually going to school and learning the trade. In fact, nowadays, you can actually go to school and be accredited for the things that I learned. Um, Not by those same individuals, no know, this is an actual course through school and it's long and it's arduous and it's complicated and, uh, you can get accredited to do what I do, which you used to not be able to, but you can get accredited to do what I do and, uh, go use that accreditation to go get paid lots of money to go work for the men. I instead got the training for free. Got no accreditation, and I'm still in the fair to middling range. However, my wealth of experience uh, supersedes many people that get this accreditation. Now, I've actually kind of taken a look on LinkedIn and a few places like that, and uh, the people with this accreditation, I look at them and I look at their age, not to judge on age, but I look at their age, and then I look at their level of experience. So they have all this technical experience, uh, I should say not technical, so let's let's rephrase that, they have all this technical knowledge, they've taken the accreditation, they've, they've learned everything they need to learn um, for this particular career that I'm in, and they're getting paid fair to middling. So, I, I compare them to myself and when people look at my resume, they see my level of experience. They don't even look at the accreditation. They look at my level of experience and my accomplishments I've done within my industry. And it's... I've got some impressive stats. Someone else, on their resume, they have the accreditation and then people might hire them based on the accreditation alone, but put into real-world situations, I don't know how far that accreditation is going to get you. Will it get you anywhere at all? I don't know. I'm very, very curious, and I would actually, I've never worked with one of these people that have this accreditation, but from what I looked at what they've learned, a lot of the teachings that they've learned are specific examples their specific criteria on. Um, And I don't think that it covers all the bases. I very much think that they would go into a situation where they would have to use what they've learned and try to apply it, and the application is not going to fit. Myself, I, I learned from two seasoned professionals who didn't have the accreditation but had um, 30 years experience each where they could show me every example. They could show me what they had figured out and teach me through a practical application. So um, I've built my career path based on that. Not to take anything away uh, that's awesome. I just passed a policeman who was looking to ticket people. Um, I don't want to take the accreditation away, but I don't think accreditation replaces experience. So myself, I'm pretty, pretty darn close to 20 years experience in my field. I don't think four years, uh, four years in school, is the equivalent of 20 years of experience. Uh, not even close. And I don't even think it's equivalent to 10 years' experience. I don't even think it's equivalent... It might be equivalent to 4 or 5 years' experience, perhaps. But anyway, that's just my musing on it. Um, So, as I was building my career when I began, it it was uh, purely by fluke, more than anything else, how I came to be where I am today. Uh, But there was a a bunch of calculated... uh, calculated examples of what I was doing specifically to build my career. I've actually built my position, a position that didn't exist 20 years ago. I invented my position and eventually the world came around to the position I have. Not saying I led uh, what I do, but what I was doing eventually gained a title. And the title became an accreditation. But it just happened to be the things I chose to do in my career to build my portfolio of experience and by portfolio of experience I don't mean the places I've worked but the the tasks I've undertaken so I put myself in a very unique situation in that I have levels of experience that no one would gain in my industry in my industry people tend to be single layer they will do one aspect of what I've done or one aspect of that accreditation and when they get that accreditation they go into a position that does one of those things I've done or maybe a couple of those things I've done but don't run the entire gamut of what I've done. Um, I've taken on many different duties and I've touched various aspects of what this job or this accreditation can get you, but I've done them all. Um, currently, I am doing full-fledged. One of the aspects I had a passing experience with But I'm doing it at the highest level, which I had never previously done before. So um, I'm trying to think how many uh, things I've done. But I think I've, I've capped off five major aspects of the industry I'm in. I've done five of those, and I'm currently on my fifth one. Plus, I've also done an additional, you know, probably, yeah, probably about another five additional uh, roles throughout my career. On top of that, so I've done ten roles within this industry. Most people with the accreditation will take a job in one or two of those aspects, perhaps even three, but no one has the experience I have. So, basic. I'm not. This is definitely not a brag session at all. This is a philosophical view on how all this works, but. By doing what I've done, I didn't go to school. I didn't get accredited, but I could probably teach what what I what I know to people that get this accreditation. But I would never be able to teach unless I had the accreditation. It's a Catch-22 situation. So as I built my career um, through luck and happenstance and calculated planning. I've been able to carve my my niche and who I am and what I do. So that's that's great. So, you know, climbing up the food chain, climbing up the ladder, uh, getting this experience to the point that I'm actually doing what I do. And uh, now I find myself in the position of I've touched on every aspect of my industry. The only thing left to do is take it to the next level. Which is management. I could manage within my industry, and here's the here's the here's the philosophy of this that uh, I've, I've wrestled with. For me to move up within my industry, I need to be managing. And for some reason, and I don't quite understand this. Uh, here's what I don't understand: is people driving 20 kilometers below the speed limit in three different lanes so there is no way to actually change lanes and move ahead awesome so to move up within my industry do you become a manager now here here's the crux and here is the philosophy that I really wanted to get into becoming a manager becomes a completely different skill set And if you go to school to to get accredited in management, you take management in university college, you are learning how to manage people. Now, strangely enough, that is what I went to university for. Never did get my certification because I ran out of money. But um, if you are managing people Okay, so let, let's take this back. Here's what often happens in, in different industries: you get a management degree that teaches you how to manage people, but now you don't have the skill set. You don't have the skill set to be within your industry. Managing people's one thing, but managing people within manufacturing or managing people within. Um, trying to use more broad examples. Managing people within manufacturing. So let's break that down. That could be manufacturing of uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. What could you manufacture? You can manufacture boxes so you can't go get certified in manufacturing boxes. So when you have that management degree, now you have to find an industry to place yourself within to use that management. Now, when you're in management in university or college, you are going to uh, pick something specific within the management, uh, within the management field, or I guess within the management school of mark marketing or accounting or one of those one of those tasks. But you are not getting a degree in managing an engineer or managing um, an archaeologist. Or archaeology, or managing and uh, topo- topography or whatever. So, you have the management degree, and within the management education system you are learning to manage these very limited fields of accounting or marketing or or whatever it is, right? Uh, it's, it's very, very general. Um, it's very specific. But you are not applying a management principle to a different industry which you need to do there's managers in every single field yet when you go to take management in school that are not those are not the fields you work towards so here's what happens you you are actually you find managers without a management degree that aren't represented by the schools. So these people have not learned how to manage people. Now, based on my own experience, I did not get accredited in my particular field. But, I have lots of experience. So these managers are learning these managers are learning how to manage people by experience. Some a good job at it, and some will not do a good job at it. Hello! Okay, we're back to part two of, uh, this thing, and, uh, we're going to, um, go further here about the, uh, the principle of management, and the experience of management is what I kind of wanted to touch upon. Um... But I, so, yeah, I want to get into the second step of this. And the second step of this is um, what I really want to discuss is, I guess, selling out in a way. As a corporate person, working for the man, um, I'd always tried to, you know, work my way up the corporate ladder. Um, you know, carve a career for myself. I mean, I didn't have... I didn't have the schooling, or I never finished my schooling, so I did everything based upon um, you know, working my way up, and learning things, and actually doing everything in the field, and then, and so this was to build a career for myself, and the whole point of doing that was to make money, and the whole point of having a career was to make more money to support yourself, and you're moving up the ladder was assuming a bunch more responsibility for a bunch more money, and that was, you know, that's that was the work ethic that you know worked worked the way up from like the 50s and 60s and, and that sort of thing, and and that's what you know that's what being an adult was all about. But the difference here, and I, and I think most people find themselves in the same exact situation is that the career that you pick is not necessarily the career that you've chosen, it's the career that you end up in based upon circumstances. So what I mean by this is when you do get that, that first job in some sort of industry where you're kind of starting to get some traction, you can choose to leave that job within that industry and go get a job in another industry and start at the bottom. And work your way up. So I mean, you can jump from job to job, the job, and never climb up the ladder, or you can stay with one field or one industry and work your way up. So I chose to stay within my the field that I lucked into and just kept climbing the ladder. But what I do is not a passion. So here's where the definition of career and job really take root. And what I really want to say, and I apologize for the loudness here, I'm actually on the highway now, but, so, for me, what I've realized as I've gotten older is that you can either have a job or you can have a career, and when I say that, your job might be, uh, other people might consider what you do a career, but for me, career is about passion, am I passionate about what I do for a living? Not at all. Do I like what I do? Sure, it's fun. Um, I mean, I get satisfaction out of it. Am I so passionate about it that that's all I think about, and that's what I go to bed dreaming about, and that I, you know, when I'm home, I, 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 you know, I'll speak to my to my wife, and we'll discuss, you know, here's what I'm going to do tomorrow at work. You know, I can't wait. All those sorts of things. It doesn't really. Like I don't do that with work. When I go to work, I work hard and I and I strive to do the best I can do and to do everything I can for the company to make them profitable and to you know so I look good and I can get my you know get a get a raise at the end of the year. But I'm not necessarily trying to climb the ladder anymore. I've reached i a, 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 I've reached a personal I made a personal choice at this stage of my life that. I've reached the apex of what I want to do within my career. So going back to what I was talking about before with um, managers managing outside of their field. So if you go to school to take management and you learn the prerequisites that you have, marketing or accounting or, or whatever it is that you, you know, whichever one you learn... Uh, within the, the management field you're becoming a manager for those particular fields but if you were in another field like engineering or whatever you might go back to school and get a second degree in management but you probably won't I mean you've already got one degree do you really need two and do you really want to spend most of your life in school or do you want to start working and start making money and start building up some some revenue so you can actually buy a house get married uh, go, you know, take a trip to Mexico. You know, every two years or whatever it is. Do you want to start working now, or do you want to st- to keep accumulating debt for the for the chance of making more money down the road? But here's the difference: if you are building a career and you're going to school to learn something that you're having a passing you have a passing interest in for the pure reason of making more money, you're probably not going to be happy. So all that aside, the, the aspiration or the way the, the way the diagram has been put together for a career path or the way I've been taught or the way I've been shown or the way I've been raised to believe is that you work your way up the chain and eventually you make your way into a supervisory position and then into a manager's position and then into um, a director or a or a VP, like a vice president or a president, that that's what you're working your way towards. But I have a, I I have a hard time grasping that concept because I'm at the stage of my career, which is just a job for me that, okay, I need to be going to the next level. And the next level is I need to get into uh, management. So, so here's, the, here's the crux of it. So, let's let's say I continue down this predetermined path of how a career should go. I become a manager, I push hard to get into that, into that role. I become a manager, and I'm a manager of the field I am in. And now, I'm going into that position of management. And what am I doing in that position of management? I'm managing people. What else am I doing? Well, I'm not really doing too much towards my field of study. Or, my, my career, uh, all I'm doing is managing people. So, for example, let's say that I was an engineer and then I become a manager of engineers. So now I am managing the personalities of these engineers if they're having a bad day and making sure that they're getting the work done and that sort of thing. So, I am starting to distance myself from my field, which would say is engineering. So now I'm doing less engineering and more people managing and managing projects and managing this but I'm not doing engineering anymore so you've taken that next step in your career to become a manager but you are no longer longer doing your field of study sure on the face of it that's the way it looks I mean you still have your, ma- your you still have your engineering degree um, you're managing a bunch of engineers so you're still considered an engineer and yeah you still get to play engineer a little bit but you are not doing the groundwork you're not doing the engineering aspect of your field anymore you're you're managing people who do that for you yeah i mean you get to play you get to dabble a little bit but you're not really doing it anymore now for me i don't now if if I don't see that as a step up in in a career. To me, it just seems like, oh, okay, well, I've studied, you know, I I went to school for uh, four years uh, or possibly more if you get your PhD or or, or your doctorate or or whatnot. And then, so you're spending another, you know, three years, four years, whatever it is, or 10 years, depending on your field of study. And then you get up to that point, you know, you've spent 10 years of schooling to become the to become an engineer to become top level engineer and you're managing people so all those years of school to fall in love with engineering and all the aspects of engineering and you're managing people you're managing other engineers to me and, and maybe I don't understand this concept and I'm sure people will correct me the people that listen to this but to me, that's that's not a step up. If I've studied my whole life to be an engineer, then I want to be doing engineering. And if this is a career for me, it's a career in which I am passionate about engineering, and I love designing things, and building things, and drawing up the plans to have something built, wouldn't I want to keep doing that? Or is it the point of graduating to management to do it less, and to do less of it? To me, that doesn't seem like a step up. To me, that seems like a step away. So every further step you take into a management level or a vice president or whatever, you're taking a step away from doing what you love. As an example, let's take a look at Chris Hardwick uh, who runs The Nerdist. When he began, he was an actor, comedian, whatever, uh, show host, and now he runs The Nerdist. But he still, at this point, I mean, being the president or CEO or, or whatever he is of The Nerdist, he still runs his Nerdist uh, podcast. That's his passion. That is what he loved to do. That is his chosen the career path to run The Nerdist, or not to run The Nerdist, but, you know, to interview people. And, 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 and that, like, that's, and he still does it to this day. And that is what seems to be where he draws the most fun, that in doing a stand-up comedy. So even though he's running a company, I mean, he doesn't have the certification, like I don't think he went, I'm assuming he hasn't gone to school, I'm not really sure, but um, he still gets to do what he loves. And I don't think you normally get to do that on the stereotypical career path of moving up the ladder. Now... As I said before, most people don't follow their dream. So, for example, if someone then I'll use it, I'll I'll use engineering again since we're on this uh, same uh, topic here. Is is your dream becoming an engineer, or is your dream to open up your own firm and and, and engineer things that you want to do? Pick and choose the projects you want to do. There's a difference there. There's a big difference. Because if you're the CEO of your own company, and there's a friend of mine uh, back from, from back home in New Brunswick. He is an architect. And that's what he does for a living. And he started his own architect firm. So he gets to pretty much pick and choose what he wants to do. He answers to himself. And his passion is the drafting part of it and, and, and doing all that sort of thing. He is living his dream. Does he have a career? Or does he have a job? No, he has a career because he is doing what he chooses to do, which is not so much running the company. Sure, that takes up some of his time, but the main purpose of his of his company is for him to be drafting and drawing and designing things. So he has not given up on his architectural dream. He is following it. Full tilt. But if you're working with an within an organization and uh, you're in architecture and you're designing things, and then what? Then you manage a bunch of people that do that. You're not doing that anymore, you're just managing people that do it. So, at that point, do you have a career or do you have a job? And I think you have a job. So, this is the crux I am at currently, where I'm at. Um, I do really like what I do. I really, really enjoy it. The one th- uh, the certain aspects I really enjoy, you know, the team camaraderie and having a team together and having the team work together to, to do something or create something or make something or put something together or solve, or, or solve the problem, and I guess, in the case of my career, where everyone's getting together and, you know, going back and forth and figuring stuff out and then, you know, solving the problem or... That, that's the fun part of it but if my job was to manage people who did that for me and not do any problem solving on my own then I'm no longer following my career I'm simply being a manager of people and giving people crap or uh, getting people to be more productive or realizing oh well our quarter end profits are not where they need to be I need to whip my people into shape and make them work harder to, to me that, that that's taking a step away from your career path. But, I mean, that's just my choice. I don't think I want to become a manager, I don't mind like being responsible for things, but I want to leave work at home. And here, in going back to the difference between job and career, I look at my career as being, uh, you know, I guess part of my career is, yeah, I'm a husband, and I'm a father, and that sort of thing, and those are great, but really my, my passion is writing creating uh, the whole creation aspect of things so you know writing a screenplay or writing a book or writing a song or performing a song all those uh, creative outlets I have I I love those things and if I don't do those things it's like I'm not breathing then I get miserable when I can't follow through with those things love my family to death uh, you know but these are things that are breathing to me that I have to do and if I don't do those things I don't exist. People that have careers that passionately enjoy what they do and have an actual career in something they love to do, uh, so a fashion designer or I guess more the creative arts, um, to me those people are following careers and they think about it all the time and they when they're working they're not working for the paycheck or they're not working for oh I put my eight hours in um no those people work on a project for example we'll take a fashion designer I I I want to design this whole wave of clothing for example or I've got this concept for uh these series of paintings that I'll be selling eventually um they they don't look at the clock and go, okay, I worked eight hours, I'm done. At the end of the day, I'm going to go home to my family. They look at, oh, you know, they just want to get this project done or this aspect of that project done or, you know, to move on to, you know, the next aspect of that project. That's what they think about. that to, That is their spare time. That is what they do. And for me, I've had a career where I have a lot of fun, but that's... Again, it's it's my job, my career, my true career that I make the money at because I don't care about the money. Is I'm a creator and I create works of fiction and music and all that stuff. And I mean that's that's what really gets to me. And to me, that is the difference between career and job. And I have a job, a job I'm good at, a job I'll do well at. But I don't think I'm really interested in the whole aspect of taking a step away from what I do, which I which I find, which I greatly enjoy, and being a manager of said job, and looking after people, I think I'm more interested in creating within my job, and, and creating an efficiency, and, and making things better, and finding different ways of doing things, all those creative aspects, because I'm a creative person, I think that I love doing that but then I want to go home and I want to create something for me but not for someone else and I think I just solved my conundrum here is that when you're creating for someone else I don't really view that as a career when you're creating for yourself that's a career and that's pretty much all I gotta say about that I think uh we're gonna cap off this podcast with that I'm going to play uh, a song that, that I wrote back in 2000. I recorded it back in 2000, so I'll give you a bit of the b- brief description of this song. It's a song I wrote back in 2000. Um, I was in a band back then called Salty Bear. Uh, we never really got any fame or anything, but between me and uh, the other member of the band, we would written 100 plus songs. Uh, of those 100 songs, I think we, re- we recorded five CDs worth of material. And it's, it's very garage, it's very lo-fi uh, The production quality is uh, horrific I guess very garage, or very punk um, uh, And uh, anyway, during that I, during that stage I didn't uh, view myself as much of a songwriter Because I always relied on someone else to help me get through with writing the song As I didn't play uh, guitar I didn't play... Uh, well, I played drums and I could sing a little bit so writing songs for me was a, was a very different than most songwriters. Because generally, songwriters have the ability to play a piano or a guitar, and when they're creating a song, they're writing the music and then they're putting the words together and the melodies for the you know for the vocal, and that's how they write a song. But I didn't have that background, so when I was a salty bear, and salty bear took a hiatus, I kind of felt that. Maybe I had not been pulling my weight as a songwriter in the band, and that I needed to prove to myself that I could write songs. So what I did during that hiatus, I went off on my own. I took two weeks, uh, took two weeks vacation, and what I did is I recorded, I wrote and recorded uh, thirteen songs. And uh, it was wow, it was it was really cool because I didn't know what I was doing and I took a lot of chances and. Um, uh, sonically, it didn't sound very good because I had no production value. I mean you know, everything was recorded. I mean I'll break into this at some other time in the making of that album, but Anyway, one of the songs that came off of that, I felt had huge potential, but due to my limited ability to play other instruments, it didn't you couldn't people, other people couldn't hear the potential of the song. So what happened last year, I decided to dig out dig out the old CD and uh, find a way to maybe uh, re-record these songs. Since then, I'd picked up... Uh, technology had improved, and uh, I became a more capable drummer, which is what I was, and I became a more capable singer. And uh, I was able to uh, to take what I, what I did know about playing other instruments, which wasn't great, but I was able to translate the notes and uh, work with my brother to... Uh, recreate one of the songs from that CD. The one the one I felt had the most potential, I was the most fun. And uh, the song was called I'm Serious, which I renamed as Serious. And I re-recorded it. It's available on my SoundCloud channel where you can find these podcasts, but I'm going to include it within this podcast here. And uh, the song is uh, a... <laughs> it's sort of an anti-corporation song, but I, I don't want to say that I'm against corporations per se. I'm against the corruption that very commonly exists within the corporation. And the song really is basically a shot at um, a particular, uh, someone in particular that was using their position of power within a company to grind the people into dust beneath him just to get that profit dollar at the end of the day at the sake of his employees. Um, so I, when I'm saying it, it is an anti-corporation song, of a sort but is specifically an anti uh, uh, a-hole song about uh, a person who abuses his position of power since recording since recording this song uh, my wife hated the original version of the song but once I re-recorded it with my brother he and I who played all the instruments on it um, my wife likes the new version of the song actually really enjoys it and was able to take those lyrics within the song and she had a different interpretation what those lyrics meant, and it was an abuse of power in a different way—a uh, relationship abuse of power. How one person in a relationship or marriage can totally abuse their position of power within that relationship to uh, to have a dictatorship with their spouse. Going back, if this is the metaphorical what I was looking for, I would say I was brilliant, but that was not my intent. It was a very um, direct message I was giving, but I really like my wife's metaphorical uh, translation of what that message was. Really, really cool shit, so take a listen, people. Hope you like the song. Uh, If you want to hear the song, just the song itself on its own, again, it's right right here on my SoundCloud channel. Look for Sean McGinnity, that's S-E-A-N, and McGinnity is M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y, not to be confused with the other misspellings of my name with other people who... May look like me, but are not me, and look for the uh, the icon of me uh, as a five year old with a piece of wood in my hand, looking about. I'm going to conk someone over the head. Anyway, this is the uh, this is my podcast uh, called From the Road, and I uh, will see you next time where we have uh, different philosophical discussions about certain things. We'll, uh, talk to you later. Working too much so they lose humanity. Poor politics so far on the throat. Puss it whole far down that thinking choke. Free to be me despite what is done. Nothing can change my inner freedom.